Welcome to another episode of Talking Sports. I'm Matt Watkins. And I'm Gunnar Lowe here with you again. So let's start out with last night's Thursday night football game. What an exciting matchup that was, surprisingly, considering who was playing. Yeah, um, between the two teams, it was a sad team to play, but it's actually pretty close and exciting to watch. Yes, Eagles coming down back from being down 11 with 6 minutes and 17 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So definitely a comeback win by Philadelphia there. Oh, yeah. Um, They were up when I checked at the second inning, second second quarter, and uh, they were up, but they ended up coming back. Yeah. Late in the game. Um, how about Daniel Jones tripping on that 80-yard run? Nearly a touchdown. Uh, that was a just horrible trip. Like, that is something you do not want to see as a football player. You got a great run, you're gaining yards, and you just totally trip. Luckily, it was, um, they still scored on the drive, but still, that was... Oh, yeah. Hilarious, and would have been even better if they didn't score on that last drive. <laughs> yeah, it would have been hilarious. Um, so, how about Carson Wentz? 359 passing yards, two touchdowns for passing, and then a rushing touchdown as well with just one interception. He really came up big yesterday, and it looked he looked phenomenal yesterday as a player, and he just came up big, and... Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to some other news in the NFL. Sam Darnold is back at starting quarterback this week for the New York Jets after dealing with an injury. Do you think the Jets will get their first win with Darnold back? Um, I don't think so. Um, just in all, they're not looking too good as a team, and I don't think they'll be able to come out with a win. Yeah, and then um, how about this for news? Des Bryant signed to the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. Gunnar, are you surprised by this move? Um, a little bit, yeah. Uh, Des Bryant has been known to cause problems with teams, and no, no, yeah. a little bit. I mean, he caused a little bit problems with the Cowboys. Not really. He's just injured, so. But yeah, he caused problems because he was always on the bench and just. A waste of money and time. Yeah. I don't know. I like the signing, especially to the practice squad. He, um, you know, if they need him, they can call him up um, for games. But as of right now, I, I like it. See if he really is healthy again and back. Um, yeah. Yep. And then Seahawks taking interest in Des Bryant. Or not Des Bryant, sorry. Antonio Brown among... And rumors say they are not the only team interested. Antonio Brown is eligible after week eight. Another problem, Causer. Yeah, I, if I'm an NFL team. I don't want to sign him. No. He's just caused problems last year. Like, last year, he got signed by, like, what, three different teams and just caused problems yeah. there and ended up getting rid of him. I mean, yeah. Threw a fit, got traded from Pittsburgh to Oakland, now Las Vegas, and then threw a temper tantrum there, got released, signed with New England. 
caused problems there, and now he's a free agent and suspended until week eight. Yeah, it's just Antonio Brown has caused so many problems with the NFL. It's not even worth wasting your money and time to sign him and use him as a player and all. Yeah. Some more news from the Baltimore Ravens. They have traded with the Vikings for Pro Bowl defensive end Yannick Naguki for a third-round pick and a 20... In 2021 and a 2022 conditioned, conditional fir- fifth round pick. Gunner, you like the trade? Uh, Yeah, it will help out the Ravens a little bit with better defense and so that they can stop the teams that they play to score less, which helps them end up. Yeah, they're, they already have one of the best defenses in the league. And as we know, Lamar Jackson, a great quarterback there too. And really this team is building weapons, and, you know, them and the Kansas City Chiefs are looking likely to maybe meet up in the AFC uh, championship game there. Oh, yeah, I can see it. So let's move on to some Week 7 predictions. Um, Let's start out with the Steelers at Titans. Both teams undefeated. This should be a fun matchup to watch. Who you got there? Uh, Titans have been great offensive-wise. Defensive-wise, they've been okay. Uh, Derrick Henry been showing off his strength, his running power, and his speed. And I believe that if they, if Derrick Henry has as good a game as he has been lately, he's going to come out on top. And yeah, the, the Steelers, Steelers defense one of the best in the league. And um, it should be a really fun game to watch. Um, I've got the Steelers winning this game. Just because I feel like they are a more complete team all around. And I think if their defense is prepared, they should be able to not stop, but limit Derrick Henry to lower numbers. All right. Uh, Next game's Seahawks, Cardinals, the Birds. Yeah. So this game being moved to Sunday Night Football and then the Tampa Bay game game versus Las Vegas being moved to 205 and I think this will be a really good game um both teams obviously very good have great offenses and I mean the Cardinals defense last week was phenomenal against Dallas Um, oh yeah I've got Seattle winning this one by a close score yeah Seattle and Russell Wilson has been way 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 good this year and I expect the Seahawks to win. Yeah. So let's move on to the Monday night football game. Bears at the Rams. Both two very good teams this year. Um, Who do you got winning this one? Uh, the Rams defense has been struggling lately. So I believe that the Bears will be able to keep the ball moving and pushing back that defense. Yeah, I... I think the I think the Rams win this one. I think Bears really get a kind of first test of the year and I think they um take this one especially being at home not having to travel so that will play into that as well. Oh yeah. Game 2 World Series a great matchup. Rays ended up winning that one 6 to 4. Um Brandon Snell started off that game for 
Four and two-thirds inning pitched. He had nine Ks and only let up two hits and two runs. Great outing from him starting off. Um, do you think the Rays can win another one, Matt? Um, yeah, obviously I think seeing this performance by this Rays team, it gives me hopes that this will be a longer series than just five games. I think this could obviously go to six or seven games. And um, Dodgers falling short of the comeback there. But really, I think the big story from this game was Bellinger, Muncy, and Betts all going 0 for 3. This definitely hurt the Dodgers. Gunner, do you think they'll be able to back bounce back in Game 3 tonight? Well, we've all seen it before. Muncy, Bellinger, and Mookie all can come up out of big slumps real quick. Um, yeah. Muncy, uh, last series he struggled at the beginning and came up big in the end. Yeah, I think, you know, they'll be able to recover from this. And obviously it wasn't a great um, pitching outing for them. Their starting pitcher, Tony Gonsolin, only pitched for one and one-third innings and allowed one hit, one run, and only got one K. So when you only have your starting pitcher pitching for one and a third inning, you know, obviously things are not going to go well. They ended up using one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers that game. That really hurts their bullpen. They can't go the depth that they could in tonight because some pitchers may not be feeling well after throwing in game two. So, um, Brandon Lau, a small name, second baseman from the Rays. I've been following him since college because uh, my uncle, na- my uncle's name is Brandon Lowe, spelled the same way, but he pronounces it Lau. Lau coming up big with a home run, big, towering, 410 feet, left center bomb. Uh, he also had a 381 foot bomb to left field in which another guy scored, so he really helped the Rays in that game, too. Oh, yeah, Brandon Lau, I expect him to be growing and a big player in the coming years where he's still a young player. Yeah, and definitely many of many people didn't even think the Rays would maybe be in the playoffs. I don't think many people expected the Rays to get past New York or even oh, yeah. Houston, but... um. They're definitely going to make a series out of this. Yes. Um, after watching the matchup between Race Houston, they are going to definitely put up a fight in the World Series. And so, yeah. Um. So, game three tonight, and then we've got game four Saturday. Who do you think wins game three tonight? Rays. I believe the Rays got on a roll in game two, and I believe they can keep it rolling through. If Lau has another big game and he will roll through, especially where the Dodgers pitching is low after pitching so many game two. I think, you know, I think the Dodgers win tonight. I think they bounce back from what was not a great outing from their star players. I think they all bounce back and um, are able to get the win here. Obviously, it will be close, not being able to use as many pitchers as they would have liked to, but definitely should be a fun game. Oh, yeah. Dodgers used way too many pitchers, so I'd go against you in that. that 
they're they won't have the pitching numbers that they can have. So they're gonna have pitchers going along longer than they should be, and so that means tired arms, which means that the yeah. race can bounce onto tired arms. Yep. So let's move on to some college football. We had a college football game last night. Arkansas State at Appalachian State. Appalachian State winning that game 45-17 to in what was a blowout win. But how about quarterback for Appalachian State with four throwing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. So obviously a great performance by quarterback Zach Thomas there for him. Oh, yeah. Um, honestly, a little weird to see a college football game on a Thursday night, but it was a good game to watch until it just became a blowout. Yeah, it really was a blowout from the star. And the Appalachian State team now, with only one loss, you know, has been ranked the past couple of years and definitely are a team many people know because they've been in the top 25 the past couple of years. Yeah. A um, couple games to watch this weekend. We got the return of the Big Ten in Mountain West, so really exciting there. Oh, yeah. So you got a couple games along with Utah State and Boise State playing. Yes, that will happen at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain tomorrow. Gunner, this one, two big schools in the Mountain West starting off facing each other week one. Who do you think wins this matchup? Um, Utah State really showed off last year on being a great team. Boise State, they're still a great team, but I believe that Utah State can keep the power through and end up beating Boise State. I got Boise State. Obviously, they're on their home turf, and Utah State losing their quarterback, Jordan Love, to the NFL, who was drafted in the first round of the Green Bay Packers, which surprised many people. Yeah. Um, and then tonight you've got Illinois at Wisconsin. Um, the reason I pointed out this game was because last year Wisconsin lost to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was in Illinois, but no fans in attendance for them. And um, it should be interesting to see if Wisconsin can um, start the year off right. Yeah. Um, Big game that I'm excited to watch is Cincinnati at SMU. Both teams are undefeated this year. Yeah, obviously both teams are um, two power, or group of five teams that are really making a phenomenal year. Cincinnati ranked at number nine, and number 16 is SMU. But this should be a great matchup. And Gunnar, who do you think is going to win this one? Um, I gotta go Cincinnati. They're a great team overall. They've been good for the past couple years. And, yeah. I think SMU gets the upset here. And, obviously, I think SMU continues to roll and takes the win tonight. And then let's let's point out a game, the Saturday Night Football game over on ABC. Number 18, Michigan, at number 21, Minnesota. Who do you got one in this one? Uh, Michigan has the power, and I believe they can upset Minnesota. Wouldn't be an upset there. Ranked higher there, but 
18, Michigan, 21, Minnesota. Anyways, I've got Minnesota winning this one. Um, Michigan has struggled in big games like this against teams that are ranked and really teams that aren't at the bottom of the Big Ten. And I think Jim Harbaugh continues to struggle against teams like that. And I think Minnesota takes the home win and starts off 1-0. Alright, that's all we got for college football. NBA, there's some news today. Matt? Um, Stan Van Gundy has agreed to become the next head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Gunner, do you think that with this new coach, they will be able to end Zion back for the full season, assuming he doesn't get injured? Um, do you think the Pelicans will be able to make the playoffs? No, I don't think New Orleans will be able to do good this season. They've got somewhat of a young team, so I don't think that they'll be able to put it together that quick. I think, obviously, the New Orleans Pelicans looking really good with Zion Williamson, and I think they make the playoffs. You know, maybe they aren't going to be the top seed. I think even if they make the team, the playoffs as a lower um, seed, they've got a great team there, and I think they make the playoffs. So um, let's kind of talk about some 2K21 updated rankings, some interesting ones, um, some notable ones. Donovan Mitchell at an 88, Jamal Murray 87, LeBron James at 98, Giannis at 97, Jimmy Butler sitting at a 93, and Devin Booker at an 88. Gunner, who do you think? Deserves their rating and doesn't deserve their rating. Um, first of all, Jamal Murray does not deserve his rating. In my opinion, he really showed off in the playoffs, and I believe he got he should deserve higher. I I think he should be at least I think he should be at least tied with Mitchell or maybe even an eighty nine. There, Jamal Murray definitely dominating in the playoffs this year. Um, one I kind of want to talk about is Devin Booker. Devin Booker. I think is one of the most underrated players deserves his rating in the NBA. I think he is at least a 90. No. Why not? Um I believe that he's perfectly at an 88. Um he has some moves but you don't hear about him often because he's on the he, Suns. The but, Suns are bad. Like you're but, not going to hear about him if he's on the Suns. But you would think if he was that big of a star player to be higher than where he is now, you'd hear about him more. Well, if you think about it, he's on the Suns. If the Suns, you don't hear about all these NBA stars, why would you want to talk about Devin Booker when you could talk about LeBron, who's winning the finals? Jimmy Butler, who's because making Because Devin the Booker, he could be making great plays down there in the Suns, but because... He isn't making great enough plays to make the highlight reels. Then why let people know about him? He led the Suns to eight and zero in the NBA bubble. Like, is that nothing to you? No. I'm pulling up his stats right here. So, for the 2019-2020 season, he was averaging. 26.6 points per game, which was ninth in the NBA. 
So then why don't you hear about him if he's making top tens? I don't know. That's so why see, I'm saying he's underrated. He he's underrated, though. That's why. You don't hear about him because he's underrated, and he should be higher. 6.5 assists and 4.2 rebounds per game. I, I think he should be at least a 90 overall. No. Yes. Okay. So another one I'm kind of interested in is Gobert at an 87. Do you like this one? Yeah, I believe that he don't have what it really takes to be a high overall center. Yeah, I like that one. Um, obviously, I think his big thing is the defense, and I think 87 is perfect for him. Yeah. So that's all for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. And join us next time on Tuesday. We'll, we'll be recapping this weekend of college football and games three and four of the World Series. Goodbye.